When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Amber and Ian on ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. No Ian Fitzsimmons tonight, though. He instead is in Knoxville, Tennessee. He is covering Texas A&M at Tennessee. That game coming your way, 3.30 p.m. Eastern tomorrow. So coverage beginning here on ESPN Radio at 3. You can hear Ian on the call right around these parts. But tonight... You can hear Jonathan Zaslow right around these parts. He's filling in for Ian Fitzdumans. Doing an excellent job so far, Zaz. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Can I just add something really quick? How good is the month of October? October is such a good sports month. Halloween. College football, the NFL. I'm not even talking about Halloween, all right? You got the Major League Baseball. You got the NBA starting up. The NHL starting up. October is the Best sports month. All right, I just wanted to get that. I thought you were excited you get to dress up like a sexy cat uh, for Halloween this yes, year. Yes, that's right. That. that is that is my annual costume. I, I dress up <laughs> as a as a sexy kitten. That's I right. had you pegged as a sexy cat a or sexy, sexy nurse. Sexy kitten. But that's in right. fact, <laughs> you... I, you know what's funny for Halloween this year? Because, I mean, goodness, gone are the days uh, like of Halloween being you know, on. sexy time for Amber Wilson. I am dressing up as an inflatable dinosaur. <laughs> oh, you're one of those? I'm going to be one of those because my four-year-old son is in a dino-obsessed stage. And so normally we go over to my friend's house. We do a whole thing for Halloween in her neighborhood. And she sent me a picture of just out of the blue of an in purple inflatable dinosaur costume that she got for me and one that's orange that she got for herself. And I'm like, really? This is what we're doing? But you know what? My kid's going to love it, so we have to I think it. this is likely what everyone had, you know, us pegged for, was you, you're going to be, you're, you're rocking the inflatable dino, and I'm a sexy kitten again, and it's Halloween, baby. <laughs> it's a long fall uh, from Amber Wilson, uh, sexy Halloween days uh, in Miami. Here we are now. Uh, also, here we are is week six of the NFL. We have to get to the rest of our NFL picks. Let's play some Got One. Amber and Ian got one. We got one! Harry Black is filling in for James Steele tonight. Hello, Harry. What's up, you guys? All right. We are going to start off in the Lone Star State. The Saints are favored by two over C.J. Stroud and the Texans. Amber, who you got? I think I'm going to go Texans here. So I'm going against the betting line. We're not doing this. We're doing this by straight up. But I feel good about Houston here. And it's just the way that things have been going with C.J. Stroud and D'Amico Ryans. Frankly, I don't think that D'Amico gets enough credit for what that Houston Texans defense has been able to do. It's not a perfect team, but either is the New Orleans Saints. I have had a hard time buying into that New Orleans Saints offense. This game in Houston, I just feel good about the Texans. I love the Texans here. I think they're a live dog, too. You know, the Saints, yeah, they're coming off of a 34-0 win against, you know, maybe the worst team in the league, the New England Patriots. Otherwise, the Saints have been a really weird team to figure out this year. I, I, I think I think there's some mojo going on there in Houston, all right, with D'Amico Ryan and 
Uh, of course, C.J. Stroud, far and away the best rookie quarterback so far this year. I like the Texans. He is. Uh, Anthony Richardson, though, not available for that conversation right now. But what C.J. Stroud has done has been incredibly impressive on a team that we all thought was going to be worse than it is. Yeah. That Texans offense averaging 23 points per game, 357 and a half total yards. Derek Carr Saints averaging sub 20 at 19 points per game yep. and 289 total yards. That Saints offense leaves a lot to be desired. Let's go Texans in that game. All right, we are going to go on over to a game involving one of those teams you just mentioned as the Patriots travel to Las Vegas to take on the Raiders who are favored by three. Zaz, who you got? I mean, Harry, I just told you the Patriots are like the worst team in the league, all right? Of course I have the Raiders. And everybody knows Josh McDaniels owns Bill Belichick. Everybody knows that. So I, I, I like the Raiders this weekend. The Patriots, they can't move the ball. Mac Jones, Mac Jones not good. He is not good. So, and, and look, the Raiders are no first prize, but they're better than the Patriots. We're going Raiders. We didn't actually know Josh McDaniels owns Bill Belichick. You and I had forgotten Josh McDaniels owns Bill Belichick until Everybody our pre-show that. meeting when we were reminded about that lateral game Don't give away last year. Secrets. We were reminded about the lateral game, and that's sort of the way that things go for the New England Patriots right now and certainly the way that things have been going through that New England Patriots team this season. Bill O'Brien can't fix it. Having an actual OC apparently not the answer there. I don't know what is the answer. It appears Mac Jones yeah, is Matt, not Matt in Pat fact. I'll tell you, Matt Patricia is uh, you know, twiddling his mustache at this point. He's like, yeah, <laughs> wasn't so bad, was I? Yeah, not so no, bad, huh? Not, no, no kidding, right? Uh, yeah, I'm... I'm going Raiders here as well. I mean, I can't say a lot of glowing things about Las Vegas in their own right, but the trend is the trend, and man, the Patriots look like trash this season. All right, next up we have an interesting matchup in the NFC West. The pesky Cardinals travel to L.A. to take on the Rams, who are touchdown favorites. They're favored by seven. Amber, who you got? Golly, they're favored by seven in this game. That's shocking to me. The Rams have come back down to earth a bit. I feel like we overreacted in the first couple of weeks of the got season. Excited. We got a little excited because the Rams were exceeding expectations. Like the yeah. narrative going into the season, Zaslow, was the Rams are going to be terrible. We can't name yeah. anybody on that defense right outside of, of course, Aaron Donald. And then what are you going to get out of Matthew Stafford, who looked like he was past his prime? Then all of a sudden the season starts and it's all like, all right, the Rams might actually have something. They're still coached by that same old guy in Sean McVay, who's a pretty darn good coach. And Matthew Stafford looks like he's still doing just fine. And maybe it was injuries last season. And now I feel like they're coming back down to earth a little bit. Man, if we were doing this against the spread, I really wouldn't feel good against the Rams straight up, though. Do I dare take the Cardinals? That seems like a fool's game. I'll still go Rams. Yeah, I like like the Rams, I think you're right. I think we got a little bit excited early in the season. They went toe-to-toe -to -toe with the Niners. They blew out the Seahawks. Last week, though, the, the Eagles the, the Eagles won by nine, but they were in full control that game in the fourth quarter. I think we get a bounce back from the Rams this week coming off of that loss to Philadelphia at home. And, and I think the card, uh, I think Arizona's, I, I think they're coming back down to earth a little bit now. You know, it was kind of the first few weeks – Hey, you know what, Arizona, they're kind of a decent team. And now well, it was decent because also we thought they were going to try to lose. And we're like, yeah. oh, right, players don't actually try to lose. And the coaching situation looked, you know, not as bad as it used to. Yeah, I, I think I think reality is kind of setting in here for what Arizona is going to be about this year. So I like the Rams. The bar was really low. 
That's what Very happened. Low. The bar was really, Very really low, low Harry. All right, next up, we have a game that seems to take place every year and always seems to be a terrible matchup. The Commanders travel to Atlanta to take on the Falcons, who are two-and-a-half-point favorites. Zaz, who you got? All right, the first thing I got to say is make me watch this game. I mean, come on. <laughs> That's make, exactly what I meant by what I said. Make, make me watch this game. I, I, Unless I have a wager on this game, very difficult to get excited about it. I... I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Commanders because I think for the most part I've seen some signs out of the Commanders so far this year. I'm not a believer in Atlanta. I think there's a little bit of smoke and mirrors going on with those three wins for them. I certainly don't believe in Desmond Ritter. I do think that the Falcons are a candidate to trade for Kirk Cousins, but unless I miss the memo, they don't have Kirk Cousins for this weekend. So Commanders, that's my pick. I got news for you. They are going to make you watch this game because you're on game day on Sunday right here on ESPN No, no, not Radio, on this right? weekend. No, no, next weekend. Oh, next weekend. Next weekend. Next okay, weekend. I was going to say, you're about to have to watch this game. They're going to well, force you here. I would have the red ESPN. zone on. Neither team, if they're not going to be in the red zone, then I wouldn't have to watch it. <laughs> well, apparently you're going to be missing this one. Uh, and what you're going to be missing is the Atlanta Falcons beating the Washington Commanders and you being wrong. I'm going Falcons here. Uh, it, Drake London making a little bit of a splash there. You had Desmond Ritter look this past week. Yes, it wasn't. I mean, it was an ugly win. Uh, it took a couple of fourth quarter field goals to get it, but it was a win nonetheless for the Atlanta Falcons over the Houston Texans. Desmond Ritter showed a couple moments in that game. He was doing things that people didn't expect Desmond Ritter to maybe ever be able to do. It feels like things are trending a little bit there for Atlanta. I felt like things have been heading the opposite direction for for Sam Howell and this Washington Commanders team, I'll go Atlanta in that match. You've been wrong before. You've been wrong before. <laughs> All right, one more, and this is just the money line. We'll get to the spread for this game later. The Vikings are three-point favorites on the road in Chicago against the Bears. Ambers, is Justin Fields pick up his second consecutive win? Who you got? Oh, man, uh, what a game. A couple one and fours going at it, Zaslow. I'm going Minnesota on this one. This one's easy for me. I think the Bears are a very bad team. Minnesota is one of those weird teams where they aren't good, but also their quarterback has somehow been excellent this season, and things just haven't bounced the right way for Minnesota. Where the Vikings last season, everything went right, and yeah. they got all of those weird one-score one wins, score wins, and yeah. they looked phenomenal. Well, I mean, they didn't really look phenomenal, but the record looked phenomenal last season. This season, it's like everything has gone wrong. I mean, there has been so many unlucky breaks for this Vikings team. The Bears, on the other hand, it ain't about lucky or unlucky breaks. They've just been bad. So I'll give the nod to the Vikings in this matchup. I think the Bears have showed signs recently, including last Thursday on the road short week. They put up a 40 spot in D.C. against the Commanders. The week before that was went through three quarters. They played a great game, including Justin Fields against the Broncos before they blew that game. So we're talking a couple weeks in a row here where Justin Fields has actually looked really good. The Vikings, they are a hot mess. No Justin Jefferson. I like the Bears in this game. Live dog. Live dog. How about that? I feel like really good is overstating it there with Justin Fields. I'm really good at this game. Go <laughs> That's also overstating it. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save. 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and at Progressive.com. Coming, coming up next, rather, Clubhouse Drama. 
earlier in the week. We've got to discuss what's happened this week in Major League Baseball. Amber and Ian's on ESPN Radio. Monday on ESPN Radio. From the wild card to the National League Championship Series, the Arizona Diamondbacks and the Philadelphia Phillies go head-to-head in game one of the best of seven. Game one of the Diamondbacks and Phillies. Coverage begins Monday at 7.30 Eastern with first pitch at 8 Eastern on ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Tune in for college football action tomorrow as Tennessee hosts Texas A&M. You can hear Ian Fitzsimmons on that call here on ESPN Radio. It's presented by Dr. Pepper. Coverage begins at 3 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Ian Fitzsimmons out tonight, though, because he's in Knoxville preparing for that game. Jonathan Zaslow in tonight. Amber Wilson as well. Tune in for college or for NFL action the next day then as the Browns host the 49ers on Sunday. Coverage begins at noon Eastern on select ESPN radio stations. Also, it's postseason baseball because it's October and Jonathan Zaslow has revealed October is his favorite month because he gets to dress like a sexy cat for Halloween. But then also, and most importantly, we get a lot of postseason action in baseball and a lot of storylines coming out of the NLDS and beyond. Of course, Phillies Braves being the matchup that everybody was watching in the divisional series. We got some fireworks, though, and I'm not just talking about that crowd in Philadelphia. We got some fireworks coming out of the clubhouse as well, Zaslow. And apparently things aren't supposed to come out of this clubhouse. But... Not everybody gets the memo on that, right? So what gets reported after the Braves take one is this comment from Orlando Arcia. What he said was Bryce Harper, boy." I don't have the quote directly yeah, in like front of me. Yeah, like he ran into the clubhouse right at the, you know, right after the game. Emotions are high, high-fiving teammates and just yelling out, boy, Harper, attaboy, Harper. boy, like yeah. in 1940s, like new I didn't realize we're still Harper, using attaboys. Yeah, I, I that's... mean, we aren't, we aren't, so I also learned that's that actually why it was reported the 1800s that's why I believe you know what I agree with you I think Jake Mintz from Fox Sports reported this because yeah. he was so astonished yeah. that somebody used attaboy and it was his first opportunity ever right. to write attaboy in print I wouldn't yeah. even know how to write attaboy in print but Jake Mintz he did and that so was the he, report is that we're still using attaboys right that's what it was and and this became a whole thing because apparently that was meant to stay in the clubhouse. Travis no the Braves catcher then. He goes after the media for that getting out. Here's the catcher. 
Orlando's a great person. I mean, he was he was joking around, but it screws all the other reporters and everybody who who comes in here and has been great with us all year. And we feel like this is a sanctuary where we come to work every day and, and try to have fun. And, and when things get out, which I'm sure other teams say things as well, it, it's not a good feeling, and it makes nobody wants to be in the clubhouse for for all the people that are good people. Okay, so now nobody wants to be in the clubhouse because attaboy. I mean, this is like already this is the most baseball story ever. Like, I do not understand what the big deal is about ha ha attaboy Harper. But nevertheless, this well, it is became how a big deal because Bryce Harper is amazing and oh, hit two home runs the very next game. And then he stares him down. Oh, yeah. He just stared out. Hey, oh, yeah. look, look, who are you looking at? I, I mean, I wish, I wish you all can see Amber right now. She looks like Hulk Hogan. Like she's flexing. <laughs> she's got the 24-inch pythons as she's saying it. She looks like the Hulkster. I mean, it's like, oh, he just stared at him. Like, ooh. You know? I mean, well, let's, like, can, can hockey we... players are, like, uh, punching each other's teeth out on a nightly basis. But in baseball, it's like, ooh, he stared at him as he's rounding the bases. Everyone get crazy. Uh, and then on MLB Network, you had, it's Alana, Alana Rizzo, right? Yeah, that thing's got crazy yesterday things on MLB Network. Things got super crazy. Uh, she's on with Mad Dog, with Chris Russo, of course, one of our colleagues here at ESPN. Oh, and on, on a show there on MLB... High she heat. high heat. Thank you. She had gone after the reporter, uh, Jake Mintz from Fox Sports. And I don't think she had intended to necessarily go after him specifically by name, but she had implied that he was a blogger and saying that in the postseason, one of the problems with baseball is that you do get, and this is true, by the way, in every sport in a oh, postseason, yeah. right? You do get these people that come into the locker rooms oh, yeah. and the clubhouses that haven't been there all season and don't necessarily even cover the sport that closely. They, they give out a lot more credentials in a postseason. Yeah. There's much more of a media frenzy. And she said some not so kind things about that. And it turns out that this particular gentleman who reported on this story is in fact a member of the baseball writers association of America. So then they come out and they defend it. And of course she issues an apology and she, and she does also issue one personally and publicly to Jake Mintz. It has become a bleep storm. So let's be clear about it's something. an ad. Hold on over an attaboy. Zaslow and yeah. attaboy. Yeah. So, storm over so, so let's be clear about like, like let's agree right that the comment has nothing to do with what took place on the baseball field and the Phillies disposing of the Braves in four games and eliminating them for the second straight season. One has nothing to do with the other. But what has happened now is there is this conversation right about the it was there a line that was crossed right, by media when it comes to what you're allowed to report on in clubhouse, dressing room, locker room, whatever it is. And I'll be honest with you, Amber, I'm almost always on the side of media in this spot. I am not in this case. I did not like it. I did not like it. Uh, You know, you're in that clubhouse, you go in there, get whatever information you want, whatever information you need, If you're talking to a player, unless the words off the record are said, you're having a conversation, anything that's said is fair game. If you're in a press conference setting, it's fair game. But if you're in the clubhouse and we're just eavesdropping on players talking to each other, especially immediately following a super emotional win 
and players are celebrating with each other and high-fiving and hugging and trash-talking. If we're just standing around there and we're eavesdropping, that to me doesn't feel like what the responsibility is as a member of the media. Like, I, I, I did not like where this story went. You can't be eavesdropping when you are standing there and everybody can see you, right? Like, the evaluation to me is, is in fact Jake Mintz in the clubhouse? Yes or no? Yes. Is he invisible? No. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Anything you say is fair game, well, right? That, I mean, if he's hiding behind a wall yes. and Arcia says something and then he's reporting on it, that's an entirely different situation. But if you are saying something and there's a whole bunch of media standing around and nobody screamed off the record at any point, then you're on the bleeping record and everybody knows it and it's fair game. And all Jake Mintz is trying to do is set the tone and the environment and the jubilation after the Braves getting a game. I am surprised, though, that the clubhouse was open to the media immediately. Because normally normally there's a cool-down period so that emotions can either fly really high or, or be really low until you bring the media into the clubhouse. I was surprised that it, it was just open, apparently, from the get-go for that type of you know trash talk, I guess, to get out. Uh, I didn't love it. I didn't love the way that it got out, but what you're saying is true. Like, it's, it's correct. If, if they're there and they hear it, they're certainly allowed to report on it. I didn't love it. He's almost 30 years old, Orlando Arcia, right? He's so emotional. We need, like, a cool-down period where nobody can report on what he says when he can see the reporter standing there. Standing there. It's standing there. Hey, it's your resident Super Bowl champ, Chris Candy, coming up Monday. Everyone is in love with Caleb Williams, but I'll tell you if I believe he's the number one pick. It's Unsportsmanlike, 6 a.m. Eastern, right here on ESPN Radio, ESPN2, and ESPNU. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Amber and Ian is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. Jonathan Zaslow in for Ian Fitzsimmons tonight. The Road to the World Series goes through ESPN Radio. Catch all of the postseason action right here on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. And if you are listening and you are watching, then you are hearing Boog Shambi on that Road to the World Series. So let's bring in our friend Boog, ESPN Radio play-by-play. And Boog, thanks so much for joining us. You were on the call for that Phillies-Braves series, so I want to start where we finished last segment. 
there has been this whole brouhaha about the way things that ended up getting reported out of the clubhouse after the Braves did get one against the Phillies. It was over quite literally an attaboy, yeah. Boog. An attaboy. And yeah. I didn't know people were still using attaboy. I actually feel that's like that's why it was such a big deal. I, I feel like Zaslow and I feel like that's the real that story. That was the report. Here. Yeah, yeah, like nobody's yeah. actually covering yeah. the fact that somebody used Attaboy. It's gotten lost in all yeah. of this. What do you yeah. make of, about the whole thing? Really, that, that's a great point. I, <laughs> I may steal that from you. Um, I <laughs> I hadn't thought of it that way. I think that part is completely fair. Was not aware of it either. Um, I get annoyed. I would say, you know, like I don't have a uh, hot take guy in me much anymore. But I will say... I get annoyed um, on multiple fronts on this one. Number one, I'm annoyed by how few people fully understand what journalism is. I'm annoyed by how few people care what journalism is. And I'm annoyed because people should really care what journalism is. And so, look, I love the interactions between the players but, oh, my God, not interested in what the players think is supposed to be news, what is proper journalism. They don't have the first idea, and most people don't either. Um, so in this instance, like, I was there. Um, I know Jake and Chelsea. It was not – you know, the people are acting like they bugged the clubhouse. They didn't <laughs> bug the clubhouse. You know what I mean? Like, it was, it was right there out in the open. But beyond that um, – even the fans, you know, like I get it. It bothers me that it doesn't bother the fans. Like, I don't like the fact that you have brave reporters. This is a different topic, but like Acuna leaves and, you know, Mark Bowman and Dave O'Brien who cover the team both tweet out Acuna de- declined to speak to reporters, blah, blah, blah. And the fans turn on the reporters. I, it, it's, it's, a, it's an unfortunate thing because it's one of these things where in 15 years, when we're in this place where you're kind of wondering, like, what the media landscape is and how did we get here, it's just because people didn't really care. You know, it felt like part of the tone coming from the Braves, and I guess specifically because we played the clip from Travis Darno. like, did, did they believe it affected their play? Right. Yeah, I mean, look, I, the other part is if – if Harper doesn't hit two home runs in that game, right. this is not a story. Right. Like, period. So, I mean, that's part of it. I don't know whether, uh, you know, I think that what ends up happening is because Harper stares at Arcia, um, I think that then it becomes something that whether it affected their play or not, because he's staring at him, people are like, oh, you fired him up. Right, yeah. like you need to be extra fired up there. Otherwise, Bryce Harper would have right. no motivation that's right. That's right. to win yeah, a right. divisional series, <laughs> right? Now he really wants to win. really wants to win. Otherwise, yeah, he was only lukewarm on the matter. Boog Shambi joining us that's here, right. of course. ESPN Radio play-by-play. You were on the call. Four uh, D-backs, Phillies coming up here. Talk to me about that environment in Philadelphia. Yeah, so, I mean, it's pretty wild. I mean, I've been doing this since 1997 and I got to do their LCS last year and then just called the division series. And 
I said it last year, and I will say it again. And it's and I know that it's funny. It's because I'd been in that building for I did Roy Halladay's postseason no hitter, and I will tell you that last year and this year, um, that is the loudest sports building I've ever heard in my life. Wow! Again, like, it's not close, and it's not like it, it, it to a degree where it's hard at times to do my job because the audio has to be mixed in a certain way so that I can get my voice where I want it so that I can call it the way I'm calling it, you know, 98% of the time in other places. But it's just, it's weird because it's loud in spots you're not anticipating. You know what I mean? It's loud in the bottom of the second um, when nothing's going on. So it's, it's, uh, it's aggressive, um, but it's just loud. It's, it's loud in a way that I've never, yeah, that I, I would say that I just haven't really, you know, you could do basketball is obviously the comp because, you know, in, you know, in arenas, cause it's enclosed, it just can get so deafening. I would say, you know, doing games at like Kansas and Duke is pretty, is pretty incredible, but in an outdoor stadium, and overall, it's as loud as any place I've ever been. Now, Boog, you're from Philly, so you certainly know the history. I feel like we're headed in a direction where Bryce Harper is going to go down as an all-time great, all-time beloved Philadelphia athlete. Am I right? No doubt. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he has – look, he plays in this way – with this fire, there's a violence to his swing. He's got power. You know, one of the things I always talk about is, like, if you take, you know, the, the four major sports, and if you took someone to a sporting event and they didn't know anything about the sport, like, if you took someone to an NBA game and they watched and they knew nothing and they watched LeBron in his prime, it wouldn't take them that long to figure out who the best player in the court was. And I think even, you know, in the NFL, you put a really good quarterback in Brady, like they'd, they'd be like, okay, well, that guy. The same thing with Crosby and Gretzky and guys like that. I think in baseball, because of the nature of the sport, someone could go for four and you're just sort of left with, okay, well, what? I don't know who's good out here. But I do think that the way he plays and the way the fans respond to him, he, he's a little different. And he's one of those guys that, like, if you took someone who had never been to a baseball game, and I think especially in Philadelphia, and you watched him play, they'd be like, that dude, that, that guy right there that's, you know, sprinting hard into second on a double or pumping his fist or arguing with the ump. He just has – something and it's it's very it's a very working class flavor that um that philly fans absolutely love it's funny because the last guy that they just absolutely adored who was not emotional at all but played in a similar way was chase utley um but bryce harper is going to go down as yeah as i think one of the all-time philly greats it's the hair boog that's really what it is boog shambi <laughs> Magnificent Harry. It, it really is. Uh, you can hear him on the call for Diamondbacks Phillies getting going game one Monday, 8.07 p.m. First pitch is the six day layoff that the two top seeds get a problem for baseball. Is that what we're seeing, Boog? Or is it just the way that I baseball think so? Goes? I think it probably is. I, so, like, I think that the issue becomes 
this, that, you know, you do have a little bit of a, a fairness problem. Um, you know, one of the ways that you could fix it would be, look, during the regular season, they're constantly playing in one city on a Sunday and in another city on a Monday. So the way you fix it would be instead of giving them six days off, they get three days off. And so what happens is the wild card series doesn't start Tuesday. It starts Monday and it ends at the latest Wednesday. And then guess when you're playing the next series Thursday. Um, The issue becomes where will it be? Who's going? How do we get our travel together Um, selling tickets, like just the no bumper component. And then, you know, the league is not nuts about being in a setting where you're playing in front of 19,000 people in St. Petersburg. I guess the the counter to it would be the layoff doesn't ever seem to be a problem for the Astros. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, again, this this is a new thing. I mean, this hasn't been... It's not like this has been the norm. This is new. You know what I mean? Like a like a, a best of three wild card series has not been the norm for the course of their, you know, seven years getting to the league championship series. But yeah, I mean, I, I get you. I mean, I think, look, it, there's just, it's the sport where you're going to have the most randomness. You just yep. are. Um, and people struggle to digest that i think that when you what happens is too is in the postseason when you take not average baseball fan but average sports fan they get confused by it they don't understand that in the difference in baseball basketball football and hockey is that in a one game scenario the difference between the best team and the worst team in in a baseball one game scenario is way less than in any other sport so that in one day if you if you whatever team you want to play for, for, you know, all of the money, if you played them against the A's against the Royals, they might lose. And it just doesn't, it doesn't happen that way in the other sports, at least not to the frequency of, uh, of baseball. And and then people look at it and say, okay, do they need to change it? So look, the more teams you allow into the playoffs, this is what's going to happen. I heard Hembo sum it up on Greeny earlier today. He was pulling the stats for the amount of time that the team in the regular season with the better record goes on to win in the postseason. And in the NBA, for example, that happens 75% of the time, apparently. And in baseball, it happens like 54% of the time. So dramatic difference with baseball. Yeah, I mean, if you, I mean, off the top of, like, you guys could look it up, but I would say in the wild card era, the team with the best regular season record has won the World Series. So, I mean, the wild card era basically started 1995. Um, So, you're, you know, you're talking about 28 years. And in 28 years, I'm just guessing, I would say that the team that had the best record in the regular season out of 28 years I would say has won the World Series less than five times yeah that'd be my guess too that's amazing yeah it's crazy so and but in some way that's just baseball (laughs) and that's just the way it goes yeah no no doubt Real quick here, Boog, on the way out, because we were having this conversation earlier, Zaslow's answer to this question was Bryce Harper. So I'm interested to know what yours is, but it can be across sports. Who is the athlete that you used to dislike 
But over the course of that person's career, you ended up coming around and finding yourself liking him or her. For me, it was Tom Brady, you know, where just the greatness ends up overwhelming and you're like, yeah, right. That 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 dude's too great, too cool to dislike. And it can't be someone who like he then came and played for your favorite team because that's too easy. Don't yell at me. Um, it's funny because I was having the same conversation the other day. The guy for me um, was Larry Bird. I grew up a huge Sixers fan, and I despised him because he was just so good. And then I went to Boston College, and I watched him with the broken back at the end of his career, and he couldn't play. But then every once in a while, he'd show those flashes, and I really came to appreciate watching him and thinking – yeah, I don't it just it just switched for me. I was like, yeah, that guy's awesome. Um, but Larry Bird is is the guy. But I, I get you. It's one of those things that can that can shift, and it does. And I think anytime you're talking about great players, it's it's a cool thing when we can sit back and just appreciate their greatness. Absolutely, we can do a lot of that. Diamondbacks, Phillies coming your way. Appreciate Boog your Shambi. greatness. Boog Shambi is on the call. You can Atta hear boy, him starting guys. Monday. Eight oh seven p.m. first pitch. By the way, Boog, uh, Jonathan Zaslow yeah. said in our group chat earlier that John Shambi is coming on with us, and I said, Zaslow, trying to be professional. Who's John? Because <laughs> Who I've never heard John him Jambi? in all these oh years. God. I've never heard yeah. Zaslow call you that, and then he gets here to yeah. ESPN with me, and all of a sudden he's trying to seem professional in front of these ESPN folks. Apparently, yeah. No, he. <laughs> Amber, you know, you and I both know him. He's a raging fraud. Of so. course. Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks, Boo. Love you guys. All right, man. See Love ya. you, too. Coming up next here on Amber and Ian, Jonathan Zaslow filling in for Ian tonight. We're going to wrap things up with our Pick'em Challenge. More NFL coming your way. Don't yell at me. Sunday on ESPN Radio. The Texas Rangers head south down I-45 to Houston to face the defending world champion Astros in game one of the American League Championship. Game one of the Rangers and Astros. Coverage begins Sunday at 7.30 Eastern with first pitch at 8 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Zazlo, it's your jam. It's my song. <laughs> Jonathan Zazlo. I walk into a room. This plays my theme song. For Ian Fitzsimmons tonight. Oh, man. ESPN Radio presented to you by Progressive Insurance. So we've been having some fun here around ESPN Radio. Some shows having a lot more fun than others <laughs> with our ESPN Radio Pick'em Challenge, where we pick NFL games and we go up against all the other radio shows. Uh, you need shows. some work. You and need we, some work. we need some work. The standings ain't pretty for us here on Amber and Ian. I don't know who to blame. I want to blame somebody else, but I'm actually here like every week because Ian's out on Fridays. It's me and whoever yeah, is filling in for you. Ian. And it, But like I'm the common denominator. Yeah. So I feel like it's hard for me to blame anybody else, but I'm still going to do my best and blame other people. So I am sitting near the bottom of the standings. Don't worry though. Mike Greenberg, he's below me. So he's I'm extra bad. And if you're not last, you're first. I think that's what the old saying says, right? Uh, so Amber and Ian, we're sitting at seven, eight on the season. Greeny is at five and ten on the season. Now I can't keep track of what Greeny's doing there. If he's going against, because sometimes he does this thing. He goes against his gut. He picks. He's against making his own rules. 
makes his own rules that man unsportsmanlike is also sitting at seven and eight in the season so we are in a tie Freddie and Harry doing a little bit better nine and six game night Q Myers sitting at 11 and four that man started on a hot streak he was undefeated and Carlin and Joe I mean the show with the betting expert shockingly sitting at 12 and three on the seat so they take Joe from me and they give him to Carlin and all of a sudden Carlin is sitting at the top of the standings so that's how the standings looks as I'm gonna need you to do better let's pick them it's a team man it's a team one guy can't do it it takes all of them ESPN radios pick them challenge Okay, so do you feel good about this? Are you going to be able to turn things around? Feel great for about it. Feel great. Let's start with the Seattle Seahawks at the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals are favored by two and a half in this game. The Bengals have been weird this season. They're sitting at the bottom of the division, like all of us predicted. <laughs> They're sitting at two and three on the division, right? And the Seattle Seahawks, I think, have been maybe less surprising. I feel like they're more where we expect them, them to be. They're sitting at three and one. They're second behind the 49ers there in the NFC West. How do you feel about this matchup? Yeah, I like Seattle a lot. I, I think I think the Bengals being favored at all is a little bit of an overreaction to a two-touchdown win last week. Oh, Joe Burrow's back. The Bengals have figured out. Listen, it was a two-touchdown win against a one-win Arizona team. Everybody, take a breath, all right? Settle down. Until I could see it at least, can can you give me a good performance two weeks in a row before I believe in you? So I'm going with Seattle. Really? I hate that. I want to go with the Bengals here. Well, I feel like the Bengals are, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. I feel like Joe Burrow looked healthy, and that was the reason that he wasn't doing well before. 317 yards, three tutties last week. It's your call. Oh, I hate this. Maybe I'll go Seahawks, though, because I haven't been doing well. So it'll be on you if we lose that one. Vikings at Bears. Vikings favored by two and a half. Yeah, I, I like the Bears. Live home dog. No what? no Jefferson, obviously. Uh, Justin Fields, last couple weeks, played very well. They're scoring a lot of points the last couple weeks. Uh, I, it's a divisional game, so you feel like it could be tight. And if yeah. it's tight, I want the points. So Gosh. give me the Bears, but I like the Bears a live dog. I hate this, too, because I, I feel good about Minnesota in this game. I, I know that Justin Fields has been looking better, uh, yes. but, man, that Bears team is not as good. Is that Vikings team? What even makes you feel good Justin about Minnesota? Jefferson? I don't feel – Kirk Cousins. That. That's what makes me feel decent about Minnesota, but I guess we'll go Chicago because I'm, I'm trying to let Zaslow – Lead the way. I'm not feeling good about how things have been going so far. Is this third game? Are we going to disagree on this thing as well? The Lions at the Buccaneers. The Lions are favored by three and a half, Saslow. Yeah, th- this one this one is tough. This one I'm conflicted with because I think the Lions are very good. But that doesn't mean they're going to win every game. And it's another home dog, Tampa. The Bucs are off to a great start at 3-1. and one. Amber, I'm leaning toward the Bucs. Wow. Okay, I'll go with you on the Bucks because you know what? I don't hate it. It's been really muggy down here lately. I feel like the Lions could come down here. They could falter a little the bit. The Lions, they're going to win every game? Come on. Right. I, 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 well, yes, people, people think the answer to that question is yes. Lions. People are so hot. Zaslow. 
People have been hot on this Lions team now. They've been oh, telling me for the last three years that this Lions team is practically like it's like the sexy pick for all of our experts here. So now sexy. this year, it's starting to look a little bit more right. And it feels like Dan Campbell has righted the ship here. And Jared Goff is, in fact, what Jared Goff has looked like. But you know what? We're going Tampa Bay. We're riding with you, Baker. Go ahead and get it done. Also riding with Q Myers and Myron Metcalf. They're coming up next. Game night headed your way right here on ESPN Radio. Don't yell at me. 